Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is Parsha on Thursday night on Sinai Radio, SinaiRadio.com, and the Sinai Radio app. I am Rabbi Moshe Teichman, and this is Parsha's Kisisa. And before we dive headlong into Parsha's Kisisa, I want to tell you a true story. And it's not tying into the share at all. It's completely separate from the share. However, it happened to me last night, and um, I, I wanted to share this with you guys. It blew me away. I was in ShopRite, um, our, our, our local shop right here um, in South Jersey, has a very big kosher section, so that's where we do our shopping. And I was in ShopRite, um, shopping, Wednesday night for Shabbos, and as I was on my way to get the orange juice, <laughs> a lady stopped me, a non-Jewish lady, and it, she like sort of pointed to my yarmulke, and she said, are you, are you a nursing home administrator? <laughs> and and uh, it happens to be some background. There's a lot of uh, nursing homes where I live, and many of the administrators in the nursing home and the employees in the nursing home are are men f- or and women from Lakewood who come in to about a forty five to an hour drive down over here. Well, I would say not necessarily down, but west to come over here, and um, that's they they work. So he so I said um, no, I'm I'm not I'm a you know, I actually live in this community. I'm, I'm, I'm a rabbi in a school, um, and I work in a synagogue a little bit. She's like, oh, oh, okay. You know, uh, you guys are, you know, I, I know a lot of people. She points again to, like, to my yarmulke. They're, they're such good guys. There's one guy, his name is Isaac. Oh, he was so nice and so great. And he, she goes on telling me how great this guy Isaac was. And um, afterwards, I said, well, he, he, he's, uh, you know, from, from Lakewood. She goes, yeah, yeah, from Lakewood. How did you know? <laughs> so I said, yeah, that's most, you know, a lot of people from Lakewood come to work in this area. She goes, and she continues as saying how great he was and how, how she misses that he doesn't work for, for, you know, with her company. I'm assuming she was like a nurse in, in the nursing home or something. And then, she, and then she parted. And as she walked away, I'm like, wow. This guy, you know, Isaac, you know, who obviously was either, I guess, like her boss or something, left such an impression that she felt it was important to stop a random fellow you know, over here in, in South Jersey, we're very nice people, but to stop a random fellow to talk about his, uh, you know, yarmulke and his religion and ask him if he's a nursing woman, you know, because he made such an impression on her. And I was thinking about, wow, what a, what a Kiddush Hashem. What, I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> and if you're listening, if, you're, if your name is Isaac, I'm assuming his name is not Isaac, his name is Yitzchak, he just went in business. Um, and you're listening to this, you know, uh, you're a great guy. <laughs> and you made a tremendous impact on this person. And, and she feels this warm feeling towards other Jews, towards Yiddishkeit, because of that. And that is what a Kiddush Hashem is. That is amazing. I was like blown away. I was, I, I've been thinking about it the whole day. It's like awesome. You know, I, right when it was over, I'm like, I know this has nothing to do with the share I have prepared, but I, I got to tell the story. So, yeah. So, you know, hopefully uh, you feel the same. You know, it helps us. Realize that our actions are being watched and we make an impression on everyone we meet. And if that impression is one of that, this guy who made such an impression on the lady that she was willing to stop someone she doesn't even know to, to extol the virtues of this guy Isaac in a, in a, on a, in a random shop, right? On a random night. It, it's amazing. What an impression. What a kiddush Hashem. And wow. Okay. Now with that, um, this week's Parsha, Parsha Kisisa, there's a lot that goes on. 
So as usual, I'm trying to find the hidden gems in the parsha. So one before the eagle, before the whole story with Moshe and the eagle and and that there's a pasuk in here that talks about the kior. The kior was a, the washing station that was set up by the mizbeach outside, so the kohanim could wash their hands in the mishkan. The kior nechoshes. The brass or the bronze kior. And made out of copper. And it was, yeah, so says Rashi, actually very interesting. Rashi says that, it says, they would wash their hands and feet. It says, actually, he quotes a Gemara in Zvachim that says, when they would wash their hands, they would put their hands on top of their feet and do it together, which is so interesting. However, the Ramban says something really interesting. On the Pasuk of and Aaron and his children would wash their hands and their feet from this kior. The Ramban seems to be explaining what's the point of this washing. So it says like this. It's as an honor. He's anyone who goes to the table of kings to serve at the table of kings and to bring bread to the king and to pour the wine of the king by the king's table, first they must wash their hands first to check to make sure their hands are clean. So too, even if the hands are warrior clean, they still wash their hands. So too, the Kohen Gadol in the Mishkan, to wash their hands first before they go to serve a Kaddish Baruch Unbelievable. I know now's the time um, where at least the tri-state community in the area around here, everyone is nervous uh, about this uh, virus that's going around. And uh, everyone who's listening to this share, and of course, Achinu B'nai Yisrael, should uh, you know, not be affected by it and whole world, hopefully this, this virus will go away and there'll be a, a, a cure for it. Um, but we're all, we're all told, wash your hands, wash your hands. And of course, I washed my hands so many times, my hands are, are, are like dry. So funny, you wash your hands and they become dry. It's very interesting. But um, the Ramban saying that they're washing the hands with the kior in the Beis HaMikdash, because if you go to serve Hashem, if you're coming into the Mishkan as a coin to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to do the Mizbeach to do the Avod in the Beis HaMikdash you must wash your hands first it's Be'ach covered. just like a servant who would serve by the king's, the king's spouse doesn't go with, with un, unwashed hands so to you it's interesting to note that Ramban continues but he quotes the uncle, Targum Unkelas now you can look when, in Shul when you're in Shabbos in Shabbos when you're in Shul or if you're not going to Shul you take out a, out a Chumash look up this Pasuk Perik Lamed Pasuk Yutes. And you see the word Virachatsu. The Virachatsu means, and they shall wash. But if you look at Targum Unklas, Pasuk Yutes, it says, Vikadashun, and you shall make holy. So it says the Ramban, the point, there's another opinion, that the point of washing your hands is not necessarily only for Derach Kavod, because it's honor, it's also to make your hands holy. It goes through whole Kabbalah idea, Based upon the Sefer Yisir, that your hands are the, are the end of your, your body, um, and your feet and your hands are the, the out, 
you know, some idea, Kabbalistic idea that you need to, you know, by washing them is where the Tuma is, where the unhooked pureness is. And he goes on, he says, hazos, and this washing, the Kedusha, Targi Mosul Unkelis, like Unkelis says, it's for holiness, it's for, to make yourself holy. And because of this reason, the Rabbosenu, the rabbis, put in place the halacha of washing your hands before you daven. Now we know the halacha is before you come to daven, in the shul you should go wash your hands first. That's why many shuls, even though they have a bathroom close proximity to the base medish, they all, some, a lot of them have a sink right outside to wash your hands before you go in. And I was thinking that there's, there's two types of, there's the practical application of this, that washing our hands can make our hands kedusha. And I think it will also help us daven better by thinking about this halacha. We prepare ourselves by washing our hands. We get ourselves ready for tefillah. We take away the tumah. But you can't wash your heart and your, and your brain. I'm sure you could try pouring water over yourself, but that's not going to help clear. You know, you imagine you walk into shul and you're soaking from head to toe. And the rabbi, the rabbi says, well, what's going on? Well, I tried to wash, you know, not just my hands, but my head and my arms. You know, you know no one does that. You shouldn't do that. But how do we prepare ourselves to go into davening with a clear head? Ready to daven. So it's very interesting to note that the, um, that Tosfos, in Brachos Staff 31a, Laman Aleph Laman Aleph says that one of the reasons why they established Pesuke de Zimra, the beautiful tefillot that we say before Yishtabach, all the Pesuke de Zimra, the reason why we saw it is to, and Ashrei before the Mincha, by Mincha, is to, by reading these joyful verses, this is a preparation to get us ready for, for davening. It's a preparation to get us ready for tefillah. It's amazing. That's how we can get ready. But we know there's a Mishnah, there's also a Mishnah in Brachos that says an amazing thing. You shouldn't stand to daven until, you know, this is at Mishnah Aleph and Perak Hay, until you are in a serious state of mind. And then it says something fascinating. The pious people, the people who did more, Chassidim refers to in the Mishnah people who did more than just the regular halachos. They went out of their way. They would wake up, they would get up earlier, early, they would wait an earlier, an hour earlier, sorry, they would wait an hour, sorry, before they were daven, and then they would pray. Specifically Shmonazwe, they would wait an hour before. What's the point of that? The point of that. <coughs> Is it says the Torah says Yom Tov, they spent this time thinking about Hashem's greatness to get them ready for tefillah. Unbelievable. Now I don't know how many of us have an hour before davening. You know the Mister Bruah says that an ordinary person who cannot wait an hour before davening for reciting Shmuel right, should at least spend some time mentally preparing himself for tefillah before we get up for Shmuel Esrei to daven in front of Hakadosh Baruch very interesting, there's a, there's a safer, there's, a, there's a, um, a little booklet called Pathway to Prayer by Remeyer Birnbaum. I remember many years ago when I was in high school, I picked this up, I think when it first came out, and then uh, I, I used it for a little bit and then I didn't use it again, but recently I bought one again, and I've been using it ever since. And if you look in 
how he explains before we start and he explains this based upon the Mesilas Yisharim. Says the Mesilas Yisharim set writes that a person before he comes to pray should think about three things. What are the three things? That he's standing in front of Hashem. Two, that how, how amazing Hashem is, how great He is. This, who am I standing in front of? The Melech Malchem Lachim. And the third thing is how low we are. Again, they are standing in front of Hashem. The amazingness of Hashem, who Hashem is, unbelievable. Melech Malchem Lachim. And how low we are. Says Rabbi Birnbaum in his Sefer, that it's possible that Hashem Sefasai Tiftach is getting us ready for those three things. Hashem, Master of all, my Master, I'm standing in front of Hashem. Two, Sefasai Tiftach, please open my lips, because I am afraid and ashamed to open them, because look who I'm standing in front of. How great are you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Please, I need your help. Because I'm scared. Because look who I'm standing in front of. The Melech Machayim Lachim. Ufi Akiti Yosecha. And help me pray with concentration. And how lowly I am. Because without your help, I can't. And, and I find this as a tremendous, tremendous help. You know, the, to Makayim, to what the Mishnah Baruch tells us, to be able to do, to take a few seconds before we dive into to get our mind ready. I find these words of Hashem Sefasai Tiftach, it's before, is a really big help if you use this understanding. It's no longer just saying words, it's, it's, it has meaning. Hashem Sefasai Tiftach, master of all, my master. How, oh wow. That I'm standing, I'm talking to Hashem. Sefasai Tiftach. Please open my lips, because I can't without, I can't open them. Because look who I'm standing in front of. I can't say your praise without, without your help because I'm a lowly person. And I, I, I've been doing this for a few weeks, uh, for a few months actually, using this, and it really helps me focus during Dominic. You know, a time where tefillah, you know, tefillah is always so important. The time when there's a communal need, when people are getting sick, it is so important to prepare ourselves for tefillah. Just as a so our tefillos are not just words that we say, but our tefillos are meaningful. And they have kavana. I remember talking to my students, my fourth grade students, about what it is, one of my classes, what it is to have kavana. And I was struggling to explain to them. And one of the, one of the, one of the students raised her hand, Rebbe, I know what kavana is. He looks at me, and he says, it's concentration. So I said, of course. But on what? On the words. And what they mean. And I was like, wow, fourth grade has such clarity of what they mean and what the words they mean, but more than just the words and what they mean. Who I'm standing in front of. You know, they say, think before you speak. Think before you daven. How great of an opportunity we have. And that's the chuzar tefillah should be answered at this time. Now, just like the Kohanim washed their hands to get ready to be Kedusha, I think if we take this time before tefillah, 
take some time to prepare ourselves for tefillah, even if it's not the full hour before tefillah, obviously not all of us could do that. Some of us don't have the time. Some of us, it's really difficult. I know myself, I can't. Then our tefillos will mean so much. And even if you can't, before, by using Pesukah de Zimra, like Tosfos was saying, use that as an opportunity to get you to realize, oh, look Hashem, Hallelujah, look, look at these amazing tefillos of David that David wrote. These amazing praises of Hashem. And that will help us make our davening meaningful again. Helps purify ourselves. We become the washing of our hands for our hearts and our minds. To get ourselves ready for our tefillos. Unbelievable. Okay. Now with that, I want to share one more thought on this week's parsha. One more thought. At the end of this week's parsha, of course, after the eagle happens, as promised, we try to find another gem in this week's parsha. After the eagle was over, and after Moshe breaks the luchos, and asks for forgiveness on behalf of the Kali Yisrael, Hashem accepts the forgiveness. Uh, accepts the apology and gives forgiveness. Now comes an interesting pasuk in Perik Lamadal, pasuk Yazayin. It says a bunch of different lists of things that Losa says, of things that they should not do. And then it says, Es Eloke, it says, You shall not make other gods. And then it says, as Chag HaMatzos, the holiday of Pesach, the Chag HaMatzos, the holiday of the Matzos, Tishmor Shivas Yomim, you shall watch for seven days, Tocha HaMatzos, you should eat Matzah, Asher Sivchicha, Lemoed, Echodesh Aviv, Ki Bechodesh Aviv, Yosem Mitzrayim, because at this time I took you out of Mitzrayim. It tells us about Pesach. Now, the thinking person looks at this and goes, hold on, Pesach is important, not making, not making um, idols is also very important. Why are they one after the other? It seems almost like what's going on over here? You shall not make for yourself molten gods, gods out of gold, melted gold. Don't make that. And then you shall observe the holiday of Matzos. Okay, great. Why are they together? Why are they one after the other? Now, Interesting to note, the Baal Dasakanim Bavali Tosvos says, Elokemasecha, why why is Hashem saying not to make molten gods? Because they already did that. And that okay, don't do it. It sounds like the only reason that Hashem gave this commandment to not make gods out of gold is because they already did it. Well, it seems to me maybe it was obvious beforehand, don't do it. Or maybe it needs to be repeated now that you shouldn't do it. But then he says the next, says the Dasakanian Valitosmos, Eschag Hamatzos, he says, Kilomar, as is to say, Lotosif od Chag Milibcha. Don't go make more Chags by yourself from your own. Don't say, oh, let's make a holiday. When did they do that? By the eagle, they said, There's a holiday tomorrow, right? After they made the eagle, they said, Oh, tomorrow we're going to have a holiday to Hashem. 
So what's the, what is the connection between not making molten gods and keeping the holiday of Pesach? Says the Dazakanim, it must be. Shem is telling them, keep my holidays. Don't go looking to make your own holidays. Don't go looking to make your own simchas, your own parties. You want a reason to celebrate? You want a reason to try to get closer to me? Use the system I put in place. Use Pesach. Don't go looking for outside sources. Keep to the script. And I always found it tremendously like amazing that a lot of times people will forget about halacha and go after like not this, I'm not ranking I'm not trying to like bash the gulas. People will spend more time and effort on things that are not necessarily normative halacha. And, you know, just a regular, like, preparing for Shabbos and, you know, making sure you have good food for Shabbos, which is halacha, you know, keeping, learning Torah, you know, davening with the minion, those type of things. People will, oh, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. But then, you know, uh, oh, you know, um, there's a segula to, to do this and a segula to do that. Now, obviously, I'm not making fun of segulas, but I am saying there is a concept, and I think it's an important concept, Hashem gives us 613 mitzvahs. Please, let's work on those first. Let's try to strengthen those. That's the lesson of the Dasakim and the lesson of the Torah. Don't go making up. Now, obviously, Segulas are not made up. They're based upon Kabbalah. They're, they're good things. But don't go making up your own stuff. Don't go looking for another a- avenue because the Yitzhahara tries to get us to do that. Our natural human tendency is, hey, let me come up with something else I could do. Oh, I'm such, I'm such in a fervor. I want to serve Hashem. Let me come up with something. Let me, let me be able to come up with an idea that I'm going to do, that I'm going to make. Oh, look how great I'm going to make Hashem. Focus on what I gave you. Focus on Pesach, which is the holiday that Kodesh Baruch who took us out of Mitzrayim. He made, for, he made us the people. Focus on that if you want to get closer to me. I think that since Pesach is you know, about a little bit less than 30 days away, it's an amazing opportunity for us to focus on that. Pesach's on the way. We don't need anything else. We want a connection to Hashem. Let's start focusing on that. You know, and Pesach could get lost. I often find Pesach gets lost in the cleaning and the, the preparation. And we're so into getting ready, we forget what the day means. So let's take a second. Just like by davening, we need to take a second to think about what we're davening. Let's take a second. At least now we have plenty of time for Pesach to start learning about Pesach. Getting ourselves ready for that Pesach. And let's make this Pesach count. And I think that's a concept that we have all the time. I think in, in, in when it comes to, to Judaism. It can't just be done. You need to think about it. You need to get yourself ready for it. Whether it's tefillah, whether it's washing your hands before you come to shul. Whether it's washing your mind and your, and your heart and your soul ready to tav and tefillah with the ideas of focusing either whether it's with Hashem, like we talked about earlier. Whatever you do to get yourself ready to tefillah, do it. Get yourself ready for it. And so to Pesach's on its way. Let's try to get ourselves ready. Purim is over. It's an amazing Purim. I'm sure we all got very, we all had a great time. And super kedusha and super holy and we're ready to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Let's focus on what's coming next. Don't go making our own parties. Don't go trying to come up with something new. Let's focus on what's there. 
I think that's a tremendous, a tremendous lesson we could take. And hopefully in the coming weeks we'll discuss Pesach further. Thank you again for joining us. Again, this has been Parsha on Thursday nights on Sinai Radio, on the Sinai Radio app. If you have not got the Sinai Radio app, you should download it. There's music on all the time, especially. And also, there's also Shiru, especially on Thursday night, you know, uh, at 9 o'clock. There's uh, Rabbi Teichman share. So make sure you download the app. If you don't have the app, SinaiRadio.com. Tell your friends. And if you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like to sponsor a share in any honor, please. Email me at rabbimtaichmanajima.com. Again, it's rabbimtaichmanajima.com. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for joining us again. We will see you next week.